the Because of Summer Camp podcast, unearthing the deep-rooted lessons that camp actually teaches kids. Come find our show notes at camphacker.tv. Hello, and welcome to our show. This is Because of Summer Camp, Episode 5, recorded on the 13th of March, 2014. Today's topic, Camp Teaches Kids About Camaraderie, with guest Mika Barrett. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes or use the free Stitcher app. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Because of Summer Camp podcast, where we look to unearth the deep-rooted lessons that camp actually teaches kids. I'm Matt Hansberger, and at camp, they call me Iskis. And I'm Ian Patton, and at camp, they call me Array. Today joining us, we have Mika Barrett. Hey, Mika, how are you doing today? I'm great, Ian. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, so, do you think you could tell us a little bit about your camp history or what summer camp means to you and how it's been a part of your life? Sure. Uh, so, I started going to camp when I was eight years old, I think, so in 1998, and I went to Camp Winona. Uh, it's in Bracebridge, Ontario, and my parents took me to a camp fair in a mall, and I got to walk around, and that was the camp that I decided on, which had just opened up a year prior. And so since then, every single year for the past 16 years, I think it is, I've been going back in some capacity. So whether as a camper, leadership participant, uh, staff member, and kind of an alumni returning back to be a staff member for a shorter amount of time. Um, and camp means a lot. It means friendship, family, um, leadership, you know what I mean? Getting out of your comfort zone, making new friends, a real mix of different things. And my sister now, after kind of coming a couple years after I started, is now one of the assistant directors for my camp. So it's really kind of deep within uh, my family itself. That's a, that's a big history in camp. Mm-hmm. So, Amika, what are you doing today? You're speaking to us from an office, it looks like. Yeah, so I just finished work, and I, for the day, not completely forever, <laughs> but I work at Wilfrid Laurier University, where I also went as a student, and I work as the Outreach and Student Recruitment Coordinator for the Faculty of Music. So I do a little bit of marketing, PR, and also really figuring out, talking to students about why they should come to Laurier, and more specifically, why they should come for the Faculty of Music. Awesome. Well, Mika, thanks so much for joining us. I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing your thoughts and getting a perspective from a fellow Muskoka summer campion like you. Mm-hmm. Me as well. All right. So, uh, my friends, today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about, I think, my favorite word in the English language, and that is camaraderie. And um, camaraderie is something that uh, I love and Array and I love, and we've had many conversations uh, prior to this podcast. So we're very excited that Mika has chosen to spoke about camaraderie or to spoke to speak about camaraderie on the podcast. So, Ray, do you want to take things away and share some thoughts about camaraderie? Sure. Um, when I when I think about camaraderie, I think of working together to overcome a challenge or just working together in general. It doesn't have to be a big, massive, uh, insane, crazy type of challenge. It can be something simple and small, but you're overcome or comp- overcoming or completing something together with somebody else, and it builds some sort of relationship or some sort of trust that uh, comes together. And I think it really has something to do with um, be, having a positive impact, if that makes sense. So it has to be a, a kind of a positive action. We talked a little bit earlier about, uh, or sorry, Matt and I were talking a little bit earlier about uh, mischief versus camaraderie, whereas we think that camaraderie always has a positive kind of 
intention behind it and working together to do to do something positive. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I think right along those same lines, it's an intentionally shared experience. So you're intentionally saying, hey, let's do this together. Sometimes even if you could do it by yourself, um, it's that notion that you can always have fun with more people uh, doing things. And part of camaraderie is that all the parties that are involved in that task are uh, working towards a common goal, but you're still recognizing the uniqueness of the individual and you're able to appreciate those people based on their skills. So a camaraderie builds appreciation for each other as well as uh, a positive, fun, shared experience and builds friendships. All right, so Mika, I would love to hear your thoughts on what camaraderie means to you. Sure. Um, I think as a whole, when I was first thinking about the word, quite simply what came to mind was friendship. But I think there's a lot of different layers to that, especially in the camp environment. So um, what comes with that friendship is a mutual trust, an ability to kind of let someone in in a way that you may not with just an acquaintance. So I think that was a big thing that I was thinking about when I was thinking about the term itself. Um, and yeah, I think especially in the camp environment, camaraderie is built after a long time together. It might not be something that happens on the first day interacting with something, but it's something that you build by understanding the value in that mutual trust and respect. That's awesome. I think that I think that a really good point is the layer point, because I think that camaraderie is definitely something that is full of layers, like onions and ogres. Lots of layers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyways, you, you, you spoke a little bit to this, um, how it's built at camp, but I was curious if you uh, had any kind of comments on how specifically you saw it being taught at camp or how you think that camp does this in a special way or something a little bit more yeah. powerful potentially than outside of camp. Of course. I think uh, when you think back to when you were a camper, and if you haven't been a camper, I'll try to explain it as best as possible, but when you're in that camp environment as a young kind of child, figuring things out, you're really looking towards the staff members as that guidance, that advice on what to do on a daily basis. And I'm not really sure if too many of us can think back to a time where those staff members were arguing, fighting, disagreeing, and they were more working together one-on-one -on -one to complete tasks. And whether it were th was the people washing the dishes in the kitchen, all worked to working together, singing, maybe bringing out some extra fruit for some campers that wanted it, or in a canoeing class or kayaking where some counselors may take the lead at some points, but then some might, you know what I mean, stay back and help other campers with the smaller tasks. It's that mutual trust that each of them had in order to complete those big activities, small activities for the sake of the camper through the camaraderie that I think that they had and they learnt throughout their years of being staff members and also through probably a lot of training programs. So yeah. that would be, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 that, I was just going to say, I love that you talked about that it, it's the camper focus. Um, mm -hmm. And that's that's our goal as staff members is to make sure those kids are, are first of all, safe, but second of all, we're setting them up to build those um, camaradic experiences, if that's a word, but we're yeah. setting them up to have those experiences themselves. Exactly, um, and yeah. I think that's a big part of it, right? We look to the staff members to see as a camper what we should be doing, and then it's kind of a trickle-down effect in terms of the cabin when the camp or the, the counselor isn't there. Of course, there could be an argument. Of course, there could be a disagreement, but really you're learning how to build those relationships in a foreign situation with people from all different places, all different mindsets. So it's 
it's again that trust that someone's not going to go on your bed, someone's not going to go into your bag, and they're they're you know your friend. That's great. It's it's the the staff are the facilitators of camaraderie, and then we let the kids we let them have their own experiences. Uh, exactly. I, I think that's that's yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and it's something that you learn, right? And that's how uh, how it works well, I would say, for campers going through different programs and becoming the counselors or the staff members. It's not too often um, that there's really people who haven't been to camp that want to step into that counselor role because it probably can be a little bit confusing or, you know what I mean, foreign to them as well to have those types of relationships with people in that working environment but also that social environment as well. Absolutely. So, Miko, I was wondering why you specifically chose to speak about camaraderie with us today. Did you have a specific experience with it that really stuck with you? Or what was your motivation for speaking to us today about it? Um, like I mentioned at the beginning, the whole friendship part of camaraderie is something that really speaks to me. Um, I've been friends with some people I've been at camp with for 16 years. And although I don't see them every single year, we still have that rapport, we still have that relationship that has transferred over all these years. And I think being able to make those connections, um, both at a summer camp, but also in a workplace that can transcend time and space and all of those kind of psychological things we have on what a friend means, is something that is really cool. And I think bringing that into the workplace and being there for people, no matter how small, how big, um, a task is or an experience is, I think that's really important and a really good takeaway. So that's kind of why I thought it would be a good topic to cover. Camaraderie is the glue that keeps us together even after all those, all the distance and the years. That's awesome. Exactly, exactly. No, I think that's, I think it's super important. I think that's awesome because uh, we talk about how we intentionally from such a small age, since, since we were so young, we've been kind of working towards that ideal step of somebody who's going to be a facilitator of um, camaraderie, which is really interesting and really applicable. I think in life in general, coming to university as a student, coming away from, um, you know, your high school group of friends and that, it can be difficult for a lot of people to realize that type of friendship and that type of trust can be out there outside of their typical group. And I think being at camp, it really opens our mind to be almost optimistic about the, the fact that anyone can be a friend, no matter who they are and where they're coming from. So I found that even when I came to university, it was a lot I don't want to say easier to make friends, but I was a lot more open and some people were confused, like you haven't known me for very long, but you want to be my friend. And it's gaining that trust and realizing that's something that will really go a long way with your personal relationships, work relationships, all of that. Absolutely. And I think that ties right into our discussion. So that I think that takes us right away to why is it important in the outside world of camp? So we get to go into these new situations constantly in life. You're faced with new situations you haven't faced before. And since people, like, I think that camp teaches us the skill of camaraderie or the ability to build camaraderie so quickly and so uh, well um, mm -hmm. that, that I think that it's a really valuable skill that we take out in the outside world. Um, do you guys see it anywhere else in the outside world that it's valuable? So we talked a little about the workplace and a little bit about university or going away to school for the first time. Is there anywhere else you guys can think of that uh, kind of takes this skill? I think for, for me, the greatest thing about camaraderie is that it happens anywhere. There's the potential for camaraderie in uh, the world around us. Uh, and um, it, it's as simple as sometimes, you know, um, going for a walk with somebody. And, and Or it can be a more dedicated task where you 
uh, have to get a goal accomplished and having more people to do it at once. So my my when I think about camaraderie, I always think about um, a bunch of friends and I and Array, uh, you being one of them, lifting a, a big heavy piece of dock section. Um, and that wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a leisure task like going rock climbing together or riding a bike together. It was moving a really, really heavy piece of dock across uh, the land at camp. And just the, the amount of fun that we had in that moment and how everyone was contributing ideas of how to get it safely from point A to point B, that, for me, that was camaraderie. Mm -hmm. um, and so it can happen from lifting a dock section. It can happen um, anywhere in the world. And I think that uh, if if everyone really appreciated the amount of camaraderie, the camaraderic possibilities that there were in the world, um, I picture this uh, kind of this renaissance of outside and playing outside. And um, back to my my childhood of playing road hockey every single day when I came home and um, going and playing on playgrounds and I don't know. I just see I see people taking advantage of that a little bit more. And Ray, we talked about um, outside versus inside camaraderie uh, before. Can you share what we were talking about with that? Absolutely. Um, we were talking a little bit about is there something in our culture that potentially inhibits um, camaraderie in a certain way? We talked a little bit about screen time, so things like video games and cell phones and all those electronic gizmos and gadgets. And we, we talked a little bit how there's <laughs> uh, we talked how there's value to them and how that sometimes you can play video games online and our kids play video games online all the time. And it definitely builds a sense of camaraderie and we definitely didn't discredit that. And we don't want that to be a thing because we think that there is value there. But we kind of talked about how sometimes there's a different aspect of camaraderie you get if you get to go outside and actually do something physical, if that makes sense. So we think that there's a lot of I think that we we kind of grouped into three areas. Maybe we talked about physical, emotional, and maybe spiritual camaraderie, and how that there's different needs um, in each of those areas to build these friendships and these uh, build these experiences with people. And we talked a little bit how sometimes there's a little bit of a physical aspect that's missing through screen time. Yeah, I would agree. I think especially with text messaging, which is a way a lot of us keep in touch with who our friends are, there can be layered and misunderstandings and all of that with a simple message. Whereas if you really believe in the camaraderie, the trust, the motivation that you have with that person, um, and you can have those conversations face to face, a lot of that is removed from it, right? I think the biggest part of we mentioned camaraderie is the trust and is that type of connection which which I think a lot of time comes through with the physical face-to-face -face interaction so yeah I, I think that's great I, and that reminds me of I mean I have a, a text message group on my phone on my an iMessage group of four of my best friends in the whole wide world and there um, three or four of them are summer camp people people that I met at camp and the other was through another camp friend that I met him mm -hmm. and um, you know, and I think that in that group we talk about fun stuff, talk about how cold the weather is for one friend in Calgary and that kind of stuff. And so you get that that spiritual um, and you get the emotional connection with the people. But then um, this past New Year's, before New Year's, we had a chance for all of us to actually hang out in person. We decided to make that FaceTime with each other. And, I mean, that would have taken – to get that amount of camaraderie and the shared experience and the – um, the care we showed for each other, we did that in one day, what would take us years and years to do in a iMessage mm -hmm. group. Exactly. I think you were talking about also where else we see camaraderie outside of kind of the camp setting. Um, yeah, yeah. 
And I think a big way it shines through is when people are feeling down and when people are having a tough time with certain things and the feedback that those friendships um, and kind of the motivation that they can give to people. So in the camp setting, that could be, like I went on a seven-day canoe trip twice, and if any of my camp friends are watching this, I'm not the most outdoor camp kid, let's say. So it was a challenge for me to go on a seven-day canoe trip. But the encouragement that I got when I was struggling or I wanted to quit or anything came out of that you know, trust that we were talking about that comes from camaraderie. So the same thing when you're in the real world and you're having a tough time from time with something, whether someone gives you a call or sends you a card or even just sends you a message, right? Realizing that that friendship goes up and a bit, like beyond your connection together and you're caring about the things that are going on in each other's lives. And same thing with the workplace. If you see someone struggling with too much work or you know, uh, something that's really bothering them. You being able to step in, realizing what the person is feeling and helping out in some way. Totally. So, Mika, I had another question for you, actually. I was wondering, uh, so in your role now, have you found that there's been any experiences with uh, camaraderie that where you've taken what you've learned at camp and applied it to what you're doing now? You've spoken a bit about the workplace. Have you noticed anything specific in your role at Laurier? Mm -hmm. So I deal with students, so prospective students to a university who are 17, 18 years old, let's say, and they're coming and chatting with the big bad university who doesn't have that human personal touch that, um, that they probably are used to in a high school setting where their guidance counselor knows them by their first name. So I try in every interaction I have with students and their parents and everything to kind of allow them to trust me and try to make that like I camaraderie. I don't again. I don't know if that's the word or not, but create that. It. Yeah, create that trust between two parties that otherwise wouldn't. You know what I mean? Be chatting, um, in order to allow them to have all the information they need. So whether that is um, emailing them back 52 times with you know the same answer reworded in some way, offering them when maybe a workshop in the instrument that they're interested in is taking place, calling them up and saying, hey, I know you were interested in this. Really looking out for the best interests of the people where in some experiences, probably with prospective students and administration of a university, there would be kind of a cold exterior. So what I've learned at camp is to be able to help people out and you know see that return between two people um, and that human element that comes with camaraderie and friendship and all of that. And so I try my darn hardest to allow students to feel like there is a human connection and there is that trust when they ask a question or want to know something, I'll be able to be there for them whether it's three in the morning and they're confused about where to go for university or 10 minutes before their audition and they need a little bit of a pep talk. Always looking out for someone's best interests is what I try to do. That's great. It's, and, I, and I know that you do a great job. I've heard a lot of students that have, uh, I go to Laurier as well for those of you who don't know and um, Mika is a wizard up there. She does a lot of great, great work. And I think what, what you're speaking of, Mika, um, to me it just, it sounds like the camaraderie and the shared experience you're having is that you are literally making a point of walking beside them through the application process. You're not, uh, you're not this, you're not presenting yourself as a big figure who knows um, all this more information and is way smarter than them. You you take every step with them, and even if those steps seems like you're walking in the same place a couple of times, you're you're happy to do that because you know that it's it's part of that shared experience and that builds 
camaraderie and builds empathy and all of those uh, great things. So exactly. I commend you for your yeah. amazing customer service skills. Well, thank you. Yeah, you find when you talk to people, right, every different person, just like at camp, has their own personality, their own way of dealing with things. So realizing that the same answer and in the same method isn't going to work for every single person. And maybe using humor sometimes when, you know, some people you wouldn't use humor with because they have more <laughs> of a conservative outlook on the situation and more of that professional I'm speaking with the university whereas um, some people want to feel calm and they want to hear that humor or joking or whatever it is and it's just like at camp where there's some campers that really do want to joke and there's some that are very outgoing and want to climb to the top of the climbing wall every single time and there's some where you know their experience is walking up to the climbing wall getting you know what I mean the um, everything hooked up and going up just a little bit and then being done with it and you need to respect those differences and realize that you can be you can have that friendship and camaraderie with so many different people even if it isn't the same with every single person absolutely I think that's one of the coolest things about camaraderie is that it's so adaptable and it's so all over the place like every every interaction you have with the person can be used to build uh, some sort of camaraderie and I think that is really important I think that that's really why I want um, campers to take that away with them and the people that have experienced camp in general because they're going to find camaraderie in every step of their life because they have to interact with people in different capacities everywhere they go. Exactly and I'm not sure about how your camp does it or anyone listening how they do their last night their last day uh, but our last day it's very emotional whether it's a group of kids that have been there for one week or a group that has been there for two months or it's their last year at camp but people really feel those connections and again they're different with every single person um, and it's very interesting this past summer I was an introductory director so for student or students I'm in my university mind for campers who haven't been to camp typically before and want a shorter stay so a week stay um, I directed everything and seeing just how much change there is and how much connection between kids of all different ages and seeing that emotional connection at the very end of the day it's very cool one kid came for one week before loved it so much that he came for again or uh, he came for the second week when I was there so it was very cool to see that and him going into a, another cabin with completely different people and being open to making those connections again absolutely I think that one of the surprising things about camp is how fast camaraderie builds as well one of my favorite experiences is or that, that I get to have <laughs> multiple times for summer I guess is when an outdoor ed group comes up so a bunch of students from either grade 7, 8 or high school student they come up they come up and sometimes they're a little bit cliquey and they're not into camp because they're way too cool for camp. But three days later, totally different, totally different youth and totally different young people that are invested in each other, that have this camaraderie between each other. And like you can only imagine how different the, like school will be for them going back, having this, this shared experience. And I think that's what camaraderie really is all about, is the shared experience. Mm -hmm. and I think that camp is full of so many new and different experiences that it can't help but build camaraderie. Mm -hmm. Our camp as well, we have a number of different international, or again students, campers, international <laughs> campers that come up from week to week. So from Spain and Mexico and Venezuela um, and South Korea and you know what I mean, everywhere. And there is sometimes a language barrier and there's still friendship. 
I, there was a group of uh, kids from Spain, and how cool was it that they could teach me how to speak Spanish, but at the same time, they were teaching me how to say, throw me in the lake, and then I got thrown in the lake. So there's really <laughs> cool connections that can be made, even with language barriers, right? Again, it's that trust, and showing that trust and that motivation to be there for someone in different ways other than just verbally. Yeah, for, for, for those of you out there, I've been shaking my head this whole time. I love it, Mika, that's great. <laughs> Um, okay, so I think we're ready. I, anyone have any final thoughts before we move to the last part of the podcast? Any burning uh, thoughts about camaraderie? I could talk about it forever, but... That's true. <laughs> I, I think what I've, what I've learned from this conversation is that we can also build a lexicon around the word camaraderie. So we have uh, <laughs> com camaradic. Uh, Mika, you said camaraderous. Yeah. Uh, I love it. And it, it's funny to me that we didn't even talk about the word where we see it most often. We didn't talk about comrades. Mm. Um, and I, I, we, don't, we don't need to get into a, a longer discussion on that, but <laughs> I think that's something definitely for everyone out there to think about is, um, you know, all the time we see in the media and in, uh, you know, you see these war scenes of brothers at arms or, you know, those uh, comrade things. And, and I, I think that's very legitimate. That's an example of where we see camaraderie. But I love that um, today we recognized all the, maybe not all of them, I'm sure there's more, but we recognize the other places where we can see that too and especially how that relates to summer camp. So good on us for being unique. I was going to say, maybe just one more thing. Um, yeah. Especially in the camp setting, which I think helps in the work setting, is that the kind of age and gender kind of differences or uh, kind of interactions people have, right? So the director of the camp with the youngest, you know, girls counselor, or not youngest girls counselor, but the youngest girls camper having a conversation on their way to breakfast is building that rapport. And that's something where, you know, in our day-to-day -day movement life, even in a school setting, doesn't happen. People are so busy and focused on the end result of things to happen that they don't try to make those connections um, with the people that don't fit into their kind of daily steps or their next steps in the next hour of their day. So when you're in a work setting, when you're with people of all different ages, all different genders, all different everything, having those conversations and realizing that you can really be friends with anyone, even if there is that difference in age or anything else, um, was something that I think you learn at camp, whereas when you're in school on a daily basis, you're talking to everybody in your grade, you go home and play with your friends that are typically all the same age, if not maybe a year older, a year younger, but it's hilarious when there's a dance battle for some type of Olympic-like event where you team up two cabins and you've got the oldest boys' cabin dancing with the youngest girls' cabin, and there is that, you know what I mean, connection, that trust where these girls are going to teach you how to dance and you're going to love it and it's going to be hilarious <laughs> and they're going to walk away really having that emotional connection that you know they've made a friend and they have someone that's looking out for them. That's awesome. So camaraderie uh, transcends the definition of peer as well. Yeah. It ex oh, extends that, that definition. That's, that's excellent. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yes, much more eloquently than I did. But yeah. That's okay. I've been thinking about it this whole time. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, wonderful. Excellent. Oh, I'm so happy with the amount of ground we covered. Um, okay, so let's move on to our final section of the podcast, and we're going to talk about tangible takeaways now. So a way that you out there listening to our podcast, we, uh, the three of us, are going to issue a challenge to you. 
how you can integrate camaraderie into your daily lifestyle. Maybe it'll be at work, maybe at home, maybe with your friends. Um, and I believe we have some excellent ideas coming up for this one. So you have until next podcast, so two weeks from now when you're listening to this, to uh, interact with these challenges. You can do one or three, three of three, none of three, but do one of them. It'll be a good idea. And uh, we would love to hear your feedback, so you can check out um, the show notes for this podcast at camphacker.tv and comment on how those tangible takeaways went or your thoughts on the episode. But uh, let's get to those tangible takeaways. And uh, Array, let's hear it. All right. So if you think back to the first tangible takeaway I gave in the very first episode, it had to do with going out and find a, finding a or reconnecting with a, somebody you haven't connected with in a while. So take that, taking that initiative was the goal. This week's challenge, you can use that same person or you can find somebody else. But my challenge for you is to go out with somebody else and bike, hike, snowshoe, snowmobile, do some sort of activity outdoors because I'm a big advocate for outsideness. <laughs> and, and I challenge you to overcome something outside. So if you, like for example, what I was thinking is potentially go for a 20-kilometer bike ride. So go out with somebody. And I know I did this before. Is one time we decided we were going to go for a 40-kilometer bike ride for no really good reason, but we were going to do it and we were going to complete it together. So, we, so me and my buddy, Alex, did this. And all we did was we biked from one town to another town, picked up chocolate milk, and biked back. But, I mean, that's an excellent story. We've built up this big friendship and this big trust and this big shared experience. I challenge you guys to go out and do the same thing over the next couple of weeks here. That's wonderful. Okay, Mika, how about you? Well, I, since I'm at work still, how about we go with the workplace? So my challenge would be if you are in a workplace or if you're in any type of setting where you're surrounded by people that are colleagues or maybe not completely friends yet, but you're, you know, you're gaining that camaraderie, offer at least three times, whether to the same person or different people, to help them with the task. So say if someone does something every single day and you know it's a little bit lengthy of a time that they do it, why don't you offer to sit down and help? So whether it's stuffing uh, envelopes, mailing something, sorting the mail, um, anything along those lines, and you'll get to know a lot about that person. They'll also see the trust in you to be able to take that portion out of your day and out of your tasks that you do on a daily basis and help them. Awesome. That's great. Uh, okay, and mine is a kind of uh, extension of yours there, Ray. So um, I love the going for a bike ride and going for a snowshoeing or traveling. Uh, and I have, if you're having trouble coming up with a specific idea, I'm going to post a resource for you. And um, when I was spending having some screen time the other night, um, the, some good times with screen time is you'll find lots of information sometimes. And I found an awesome list, and it's called 20 Genuinely Awesome Date Ideas. But reading through the list, uh, they're not really, you don't have to do them with a significant other. Um, but I guess you can have a date with a friend, a friend date, um, or anyone you know. And some of these ideas are pretty crazy, but they're pretty awesome. So I'll, I'll share a few of them with you. One says... Uh, Go to the airport, get the cheapest, soonest departing flight anywhere when you show up and stay there for a weekend. Is there so, one going to camp? There might be one going I'll to camp. I'll go. No. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, or if there's one that you want to follow your price range a little bit more instead of buying a flight, you can go on a search for as many good climbing trees as possible, climb as high as you can in both, and compile photo evidence and be safe. The Camp Hacker Pod, or the uh, Because of Summer Camp Podcast does not endorse unsafe climbing. Just so we're, <laughs> we're covered there. 
But anyway, I will uh, post that list for you to find out on the blog, and there are 20 awesome ideas that I would love, especially if you create video evidence, we will feature it on the show, I promise. <laughs> video or photo evidence, I'll, we'll put them on the show in the next episode. Uh, all right, my friends, so we are, have come to the end of the podcast. So Mika, is there any way that if people want to follow up on your thoughts or learn a little bit more about your camp that they can get in touch with you? Mm -hmm. So uh, you can tweet me if you want. My handle's at the bottom if you can see this, but it's at Mika Barrett, M-I-E-K-E-B-A-R-E-T-T-E, -E -E. or you can look up my camp. Uh, it's Camp Winona, W-E-N-O-N-A-H. They have a really cool Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you could just look up their website and read a little bit about it. That's great. We'll, we'll make sure we post that in the, uh, the show notes as well for people to find out about. And thank you once again for joining us, and thanks everyone who's listening for the great show, and thanks for the evening, friends. We'll see you next time. The Because of Summer Camp podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultant. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.